the path doesn't have to be straight. We have a lot of information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Hey there, everyone. It is time for another great We Get Real AF conversation with amazing women and girls who are changing the world with technology. We're so glad you're joining us. We recently introduced you to Born Just Right and Make Just Right, two fantastic programs that help kids with disabilities design prosthetic limbs that have cool add-ons like shooting glitter and charging their cell phone. Well, today we're talking with Asmani and Anais, two amazing teens who are using their creativity and their personal experience living with disabilities to help companies design better products. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I just want to say you guys are our youngest guests yes. yet, so we're so <laughs> excited to have you. We have an inventor and a TEDx speaker here and just two really cool people. So Asmani, do you want to start first and just tell us a bit about your background and how you got connected to Born Just Right and Make Just Right? And then we'll toss it on over to you, Anais, and you can do the same. Okay, great. Uh, my name is Asmani. I am 18 years old. I live in the Boston area. My right arm stops just below the elbow. And I was born like that. And uh, I got involved with Born Just Right by going to a few of their workshops when they were in uh, Cambridge last year. All right, Anais. So my name is Anais Ariola. I am 16 years old. And I got invo- involved with um, Born Just Right through a boost workshop that I did in San Francisco. It opened a whole new side of the disability community that I didn't think was even possible. And I joined Make Just Right to be able to spread that positivity and to bring more awareness to it because I have a spinal cord injury. So I'm in a wheelchair and I wasn't born in the wheelchair. I got into a car accident when I was seven. So even then, even if I was young growing up with a wheelchair, I still didn't know that there was this side of the design community and it was really fun to be able to experience it and to keep experiencing it. What are some perceptions that you have to deal with that maybe the rest of us who haven't walked the path or been on the path that you guys have been on um, have experienced? A lot of people um, really like they see like either someone that's so weak or like someone who's super inspiring and it's never just like a human like making mistakes, it feels like you always, like when you make a mistake, it's because you're disabled. Do you feel that way too, Anais? That can happen a lot where people sort of, they treat you more as if you're like a baby or a child who needs help. When in reality, like you know what to do. You just need a little help with something. And yeah, it gets frustrating sometimes. So to educate us, is it better for someone to just like acknowledge like the elephant in the room, if you will? Or is it, should people have a, I don't know, a caution when, when um, interacting with people with disabilities? Be mindful of what you say. Just ask it in a very polite manner. Be like, I don't mean to um, offend you or cause you any like trouble, but if you're willing to tell me 
you know, why do you have a disability? And usually some people will answer and like be totally okay with it. Some people won't. It's just the preference of the person. For me, it's fine if you come up and ask me. But for a lot of people, uh, other amputees, like if you go up and you ask them about their uh, disability, it is also bringing up like the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to them. Right. So it like how why do you feel like you need to ask? What are some helpful tips for people who are engaging with other um, individuals that potentially have disabilities um, and how they can offer assistance if they're in a situation where they want to, but they might feel awkward? or don't want to say the wrong thing? I think that a lot of people have a handle on what they need. And I think it is important to, to ask, um, like, how, how can we make you feel comfortable in this space? Or maybe like asking it right up front. Um, but just like, trust that the person knows more about their body than you do. I think that's like the most important thing. Not making assumptions for that person, for sure. Yeah. How about you, Anais? Like, as Mani said, like, people know their own body better than another person does. So just being able to offer the support if they need it. But if they don't, just being able to stand back and being like, okay, yeah, they can do it themselves. And if they need me, they can ask me and it'll be all fine. So talk to us a little bit about the world of design and make just right. Um kind of what you're hoping to bring to that program and and what it's just tell us a little bit about the program itself like what do you do make just right design consultancy with youth and basically we just want to be able to show the design community that not only disabled people but also youth can bring a very valuable input to many designs and we were able to show that by creating our own prototypes and making our own designs through boost workshops because most of the people in Make Just Right have done a boost workshop. And personally, I just like that we all bring a certain experience to it. We all have lived different lives, but we all have one thing in common, which is our disabilities. So it's being able to be under the same roof that, okay, any ideas, what can we do to make this all better for everyone? And Anais, um, if you would tell us just a little bit more before we jump over to Asmani about your idea, which I thought was so clever. I looked at the video with the wheelchair lift that you designed, and it's so simple and so brilliant. So talk a little bit about that. So in my house, we have very tall cabinets. And in order for me to be able to reach a cuff without asking my parents for help, I usually had to climb onto the counter, which was not safe at all. I would give my grandma heart attacks every time she walked into the kitchen and she'd see my chair like far away from me and then me on the counter just trying to grab a cup and before the uh boost workshop my dad and I were just talking and we're like oh what are some fun things we can do and he was like what about a wheelchair lift and I was like yeah that'd be great and then when we got there I was able to express the idea and I was able to design it in a way where I could roll onto it. So that's why I got the small size and it was able to just attach directly onto my chair and easily just being able to roll onto it. And we will link um, that video in this episode because it is really so simple and so clever. Are you, are you going to patent that? Yeah, I really am thinking about that. Good for you. Because like it's been a great help for me and it's really small and 
really easy to attach. So I was thinking like there are so many people in the disability community with wheelchairs who would totally be able to use this. Absolutely. Okay, Asmani, tell us what you're doing within the Make Just Right program and uh, kind of your observations and experiences with that program. Uh, well, I have recently joined the Make Just Right team uh, just two months ago. And in our last meeting, me and Anais were talking a lot about like, even though we have two different uh, disabilities, we both really connected on like a lot of the core like experiences that we've had. I do like a lot of uh, screenwriting and I think it could be really like powerful if I finally like got to a place where I was comfortable writing about that. And so I think being on this team is going to help me get there. And you are a TEDx speaker, which is super impressive at any age, but at 18, it's like super extra impressive. So tell us about how that came about. (laughs) Um, I was working with a local community organizing um, group in Boston and the TEDx organization they reach out to adults who are working with youth and youth organizations to like give a recommendation to some uh, about like one of the youth that they're working with and so I got recommended by my boss and the first step is like an audition and basically we had to talk for three minutes about something uh, that we were passionate about or something that we thought we could use in our talk and my three minutes was such a mess. I don't know how I passed it. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, I'm mixed and I want to like create this camp. And like, I'm really like artsy, but also like, I also have a disability and that's a thing. And <laughs> from there, they told me that I had gotten in. Um, and so I was immediately like paired with like a mentor who helped me um, write my speech. Cool. I worked on mine for like six months. So it is a really long process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, were either of you interested in tech or design or any of the things that you guys have gotten exposed to through the program prior to uh, signing up for the workshops? Before I was not, I was, I, I didn't know anything about tech. I was just sitting there like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Um, but then after the boost workshop that I did, I started looking around my at my surroundings and being like, oh, this is what could be modified with that. And that would totally work if we had this with it. And from then just being able to join Make Just Right, like it was able to just open like a completely different creative side that I didn't even think I had. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm curious because you've worked with professionals in really big, really prestigious companies like Autodesk, right? Um, what kind of aha moments do those professionals in the design space have when they work with with kids like you who can bring this whole other perspective of what it's like to get from point A to point B or to reach something on a shelf or whatever it may be with a disability? I mean, what kinds of feedback do you get from those designers? The feedback really is amazing. They're always like, wow, I didn't think about that or usually to me it's not really like a problem or an issue because yeah I am very short like I'm five foot one and then adding in the wheelchair it's like just shrunk down immediately (laughs) so a lot of people they don't really know that it's hard to do that because it's just easily reachable and really just the um, feedback that they give us is mostly like all right you have this idea and we know how to do this how can we clash it together to make something amazing? 
And it was just a really cool experience to be able to work with someone who was a professional in that. Mm-hmm. Asmani, what about you? A lot of it is like, we, we have the dream and you have the resources. So let's come together and like, let's learn from each other and do this together. Um, I think like when I went to a boost workshop, the like one of the biggest things that I like felt really comfortable with was that there was no one trying to tell me like what would be good for me. Everyone was like listening to my experience and then helping me to make it using their knowledge on how to 3D print or how to put things together. So that was really like inspiring for me. Well, diversity and inclusion are so important to organizations, rightfully so, as it should be. But I love that you are such young voices because you guys can give such a different viewpoint on top of, you know, it's just an extra layer. I mean, hearing something from a a young person's mind, there are no barriers. So I'm curious because some of the inventions or the ideas that kids have come up with are amazing. Like the girl who started the program uh, had an arm prosthetic that shot glitter. And then I read about, or I saw a video about a boy who had a prosthetic arm that charged his cell phone and found skateboard parks nearby. What are some of the cool things that your peers came up with that you thought, wow, that's a great idea? Someone created a prosthetic that gives you the answers to all of your homework. And I thought that was so cool because it's like, so unrelated to being an amputee and it just like so human and so like you can tell that like a a young person designed this and that what they were thinking about first was like being a young person right I love that Wow, that's amazing. And what kid wouldn't want that? Right. That, that kid is going to be super popular if they actually design that process. How about you, Anais? So at, at my workshop, um, this one girl, she created a, oh, I don't remember what fandom it was from, but it was a prosthetic and it had a diamond on it and it was able to change colors based on her voice. And I think it was really, I thought it was amazing because she was able to just create something that was based off her interests that was just really fit in. And she was like having so much fun with it. I remember her and I were like saying the colors and they would change automatically. We're like, this is so cool. I think of there are um, personality tests out there that give you sometimes a certain color depending on your personality. So it's interesting if you could tie that into like the tone of your voice so that people know if a certain color shows up, your mood. (laughs) So it's almost like a mood ring, if you will. Uh (laughs) I just thought of that. That's, That's really, really cool. Hey everybody, Sam McLean here from InPhase Audio, audio producer and editor for the We Get Real AF podcast. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, encouraging women and girls to step into emerging technologies and celebrating the accomplishments of those who do. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at McLean Sounds or check out my website, InPhase.biz. Thanks for listening. So what are other things that people who don't think about design for disabilities, what are things that people should be aware of or think about? I have just started driving and the amount of times I see people parked in handicapped spots is unimaginable. Or maybe when I'm walking down the street, there's always someone who's just standing at the cutout in the like direct middle of it and then they just don't move at all when I'm trying to cross the street 
just being able to be aware of your surroundings and possibly thinking like, what are some ideas that maybe I could have? Like if you are a part of the design community or you're thinking about it, just being able to think about, oh, what is there, what is there something that could possibly be fixed for someone who might need it? Yeah, I, I really agree with Anais. Like just being so mindful of your experience and how that has been shaped by uh like whether you're non-disabled or disabled, like what how that has been shaped by that. Um I, I think like a lot of the a lot of the times I was trying to reflect on like the times that I've been like this shouldn't be happening or like if I had two hands like this wouldn't be happening. And a lot of the things are like, I've just gotten used to it. You know, like I've just gotten used to adapting. And so I feel like part of that is human, right? But like also part of that is like, because I've gotten so used to adapting, I think it has made it harder for me to want to see better. Um, And so I think like, just knowing that there's always a better like this shouldn't be hard for me this should be easy for me designers should make it easier for every body you know um mm-hmm. and that like starts with like the toys that were hard for me to play with when I was younger or like the things that I couldn't do on the playground like little tiny things have taught me throughout my life that I need to adapt to the world around me instead of asking for better and a lot of times I think it's hard unless you have been put in that situation to, to understand that perspective. So it's bringing people in really like you guys to really give that voice and to share those um, opinions and insights, because you know, how else would you know until you're there firsthand? Um, And I think that whether you employ and again, the diversity inclusion portion of this and of just really bringing a team together that's cohesive and representative of so many different backgrounds and walks of lives and um, experiences. And if you can't, or whatever the case may be, reaching out to a consultancy that might be able to give these insights because it's super valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I just, I want to make it clear, like, just because me and Anais have these experiences, we don't have to talk about them. You know, like us opening up about it is our choice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so if someone wants to do that, like, yes, learn from them and take that in. But they don't really owe the world an explanation unless they're ready to do that. And so many people have opened up that it's like accessible on the Internet to get those uh, like opinions and everything like that. But you don't like don't walk up to someone who's disabled and be like, hey, can you tell me about how to make the world more accessible? Because it's really like it's not their job. So when Make Detroit was first starting, we had a little um, workshop in Missouri, and it was just all of us together just being able to explain how we wanted to get Make Detroit started. And it was a very hot day in Missouri because it was the summer. And, you know, me being a California girl, I was like, oh, my God, this heat is horrible um so we went to a sort of indoor pool water park and I mentioned this in the article I wrote for make just right there was a water slide that I really wanted to go on and I had not been on a water slide since my accident it was insane that I managed to survive that long without going on a water slide 
but the biggest problem with it was that there was an accessibility area for the jacuzzi, but not for the water slide. So I had to get off my chair and bump myself up all the way up the railing up to the water slide. And it's just a really big thing that if you are a part of the design community, make sure to just think about possibly if you can everyone who would want to use it because I know like they would most they were mostly thinking about oh you know the kids who are able body would love to go down this water slide but what about the kid who has a wheelchair like me that would love to experience it but can't because there's no accessible way to get up there and it's a really big thing to design with someone and not exactly for and then just excluding a whole community thinking that, oh, they're not going to want it. A disabled person is not going to want to go down a water slide. Well, and you're a competitive swimmer too, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. So don't assume, right? Don't ever assume that because somebody's in yeah. a wheelchair or whatever that they're, um, don't assume that you know what they can and can't do. I think that's a huge message that we're getting from you guys today. And it's valuable. And I think it's also wonderful to just let our listeners know that there are programs like Make Just Right out there where if you're listening to the show and you are a designer, this is a resource for you. You can come to young people like these two awesome young ladies and say, you know, help us design better products. Mm -hmm. What about your career goals? Have you guys thought about what you want to do when you grow up? I really want to create a camp, um, like a summer camp for Muslim girls. Uh, I grew up going to like amputee camps and I've seen how those spaces have made me more comfortable in my body and there's no space like that for Muslim girls in this country right now and so I really want to create that and I'm working to create that right now and I also uh, want to continue to like screenwriting um, and continue that journey and hopefully like publish something. Awesome. I want to be able to be in the medical field and have a little kid who has possibly been in the same experience as me to see me and realize, oh, I can totally do that. Like if I want to be a doctor, I can be a doctor. And that's a really big thing I want to go for. I also am trying to get to the Paralympics in swimming. I'm really racing for that. I thought that was going to be the first thing yeah. out of your mouth, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's a goal I've been trying to get. That's amazing. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you guys think is really important that people need to hear from you? I I really uh, want to talk more about the designing with and not for that Anais mentioned. Um, and Anais, like you can add on to this, but like I think it's just so important to realize that like. Um, what we were saying, like the pairing between like a designer and who they're designing with is so important because we have the lived experience and we know what we want. And the designer, a lot of times, like designers like dream it up and then they make it. But when you're designing with a client, you're, you're making someone else's dreams. And Good the big point. thing with that is also that the disability um, I'm just really just pulling off the title of the article that I wrote. Um, it's disability does not destroy design. And it's a really big thing because some people will think that, oh, because you're disabled, you cannot design something. But in reality, like if you have someone who is working with us and we have an amazing idea, like it can become something that's extraordinary that people would 
possibly love to have. But if you design for us, not exactly asking us what we think or our input with our experiences, it could be creating something that is probably not needed or something that just won't help at all. It's as if I had created running shoes for someone, but didn't ask them what you need in a shoe for being able to run. And that's sort of like the same experience. Like if you make a wheelchair for me, but don't think about what I might use it for or what are like what different activities I could possibly be doing. And it's really like as if I was creating a shoe and I didn't really need it for running. So this is not just for people with disabilities. This is just good design principle across the board. Go to the the end user, right? And ask them what is needed to make that device or that product practical and useful in their in their life. It's it's not your idea. And I think that just sums up innovation, right? Like if you want something more innovative, something that hasn't been done, it's thinking of a different way to accomplish those things. So having those different perspectives and going to the source to really make something better or something that hasn't been designed before is innovative. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. This has been amazing. Sue, I know we do the lightning round with everybody. I don't think we should exclude these wonderful young women. We go through like just a series of questions just to get to know you guys a little better. Some of these questions are geared, I think, more toward, um, uh, you know, people who have had a little more experience as far as life experience, but (laughs) I was trying to be kind, right? But I think that you guys will have some really cool answers to these questions, and I'd love to hear them. And I think that young girls and everyone listening should hear them as well. Are you guys open for that? Sure. Our lightning round? (laughs) Awesome. All right. So we're going to start with the first one. Finish this sentence. Women are human, powerful. Okay. So normally we ask, what are three pieces of advice you would give to your younger self? But you're really young, right? So so I was going to, I had sort of tweaked this one to what are three pieces of advice you would give to adults who are trying to design products for kids? And that doesn't have to be kids with disabilities necessarily. Just any adult that's trying to design for young people, what are some pieces of advice you'd give them? Um, Just basically, you can ask for advice on it or just think about when you were younger, possibly being like, when I was younger, would I have liked something like this? Or talking to, let's say, if they have a child, being like, hey, what do you think of this? Um, I would say, trust the kids. You know, like you may know like what's trending, but kids know what they want to play with. What is your current favorite application or use case of technology for good um i guess it's not like an app or anything but i really like how um technology is being used to help like communication and help redistribute uh resources like there's been so many programs that have helped like connecting families who have extra meals to provide with the families who need it um, and I know that stuff like that is going on all around the world every day. Technology is, invol- is evolving. That's just being able to help people who need it and connecting people who otherwise would have not met. Like a great example is Mani and I, we both live on different sides of the U.S. And because of how amazing technology is, we're able to connect and be able to relate to each other and be able to be here with you guys. Mm-hmm. 
Um, What issue do you most hope that technology will help to resolve in the future? Maybe just with technology, being able to bring the confidence back in many youth who don't have it, because I can say personally, if you scroll through Instagram, there are not a lot of models with disabilities. There are not a lot of influencers who are able to say, I have a disability and I'm very proud of it. And it can work with anyone saying, oh, I am very proud to be um, Latina or I'm very proud that I am a woman. Like it's very hard to see yourself in the media when there are so many communities that are being pushed down and just technology being able to bring them back into the light and being able to show people like, yes, we are here is who we are and we are very proud of it yeah I'd have to agree with Anais like using technology to bring people up and to like support people I think those are so important Mm -hmm. all right ladies what inspires you um one thing that inspires me is um like all of the the work that's being done during this pandemic um specifically around like resources like so many kids in Boston public schools like don't have three meals a day or or, like didn't have access to internet or didn't have a computer at home before this pandemic and so like Boston public schools found a way to get all of those resources distributed to people I think that I hope that it stays like that after this pandemic is over um but in general uh the ocean inspires me the Rolettes um a dance space company in LA They are just amazing. They are empowering women in wheelchairs who just don't get to feel like they can do anything or like sometimes they feel like, oh, I can't dance because I'm in a wheelchair. But then they bring you into the space where it's like, yes, you can. You can do whatever you want. I went this summer to go to the roulette and I was the moment I came out of it, I was full of so much confidence. I was like, yes, I'm going to join my school spirit week the moment it happens. And I'm going to dance in it. And I'm going to when school comes back. Cool. Uh, So what do each of you want to learn more about either within technology or completely unrelated? I want to learn more about basically just what happens in the media and like what is like in possibly TV shows and like what is deemed as like yes, this should totally be aired or I don't know if we should have a character like that because um, I grew up watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network and between one and seven, I was like, oh yeah, I know that person, like girl like me, totally, I can relate to that. But then seven and on, just being in a wheelchair, being like, well, I can't necessarily do that because, you know, I'm in the wheelchair or... I don't see a princess like that because I only see um, predominantly white um, princesses. And it's sort of being like, what is deemed as acceptable to be shown in TV shows and what isn't? Because I have a lot of ideas for TV shows. I am also very interested in that uh, as well as um, I'm really interested in learning about people's experiences like what it feels like to walk in the world as an identity that I don't hold. Mm. 
you girls are so profound. I like know. I, at your age, I would be like, okay, I want to learn a new makeup tutorial <laughs> 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 or, or how to play guitar or something. <laughs> you're really, you're very mature. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Uh, would each of you please describe the future in one word? Mysterious. Mm. We don't know what the future is going to hold and just being able to try to figure out or being able to figure out like we are the stepping stones to what the future will be. All right. Last one. Ladies, fill in the blank. Blank like a girl. Fight. Live. Live. I like that one. I don't think we've heard that one yet. No. Mm-hmm. Awesome. This has been fantastic. Has been Thank awesome. you so much. Um, can I say one more thing? Yeah, for sure. Thing. Um, I think as women, we always try to, we, we think that we always have to be perfect. And as disabled people, we never want to ask for help. So if there are any like disabled women that are listening to this, just know that you're fine. You know, like you don't have to be perfect and it's okay to ask for help. Um, And you're beautiful. Love it. Mm. Influence and impact is something that I'm really excited to see come from from you, from your generation. So Mm -hmm. take that and run with it and continue doing what you're doing. You guys are amazing. You sure are. Thank you so much, y'all. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.